selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Celebrity Book Club. That knocking at the door It's all your friends, you filthy whore Your husband's gone And we've got books And a bottle of wine to kill It's Hollywood It's books It's gossip I'm shook It's memoirs It's martinis It's Studio 54 It's Celebrity Book Club Come read it while it's hot Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best mate. mate. We're back talking about Harry's spare. Oh, spare. Spare. I just want to read a quote that made me so inspired. Oh, please, mate. Yeah, Um. so let me set the scene for you. Haz is in Vegas with his mates as a send-off. He has to go back to Afghanistan to become a pilot because he's brave. And he's partying it up. I need something to commemorate this trip, I decided. Something to symbolize my sense of freedom, my sense of cop diem. For instance, a tattoo. Yes, just the thing. Maybe on my shoulder? No. Too visible. Lower back? No. Too racy. Maybe my foot? Yes. The sole of my foot, where the skin had once peeled away. Layers upon layers of symbolism. Now... What would the tattoo be? I thought and thought, what's most important to me? What's sacred? Of course, Botswana. (laughs) (laughs) Just please imagine Harry getting a a tattoo of the shape of the country of Botswana on his foot. And then in the shape, it would say Botswana. Botswana. (laughs) And picture this also, he's at the pool at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas <laughs> and um, he after that he goes I need to find a tattoo shop that has a really good atlas yeah. <laughs> just so British to be like 
<laughs> no, because a really good atlas. Really good atlas with a really accurate, um, like satellite imagery of the border of Botswana, just so that your work is accurate. Okay. Anyway, he doesn't get that tattoo. Does, thank God he doesn't get the Botswana His tattoo. His mates like slam him down. But he absolutely loves Botswana. Um, he he does take Meg there on their second date. So they they're like they they're after, after this... their two Soho house dates they're already like so in well love. they and they fuck and they the second one and they want and they want to give it a go yeah and she's like my summer's so busy I like don't my summer's crazy my summer's and literally then, crazy and then and then he's like she's going on an eat pray love trip with her girlfriends and he goes because she's so cultured she had read this book eat Cold, pray love eat pray love I, and, he, and he's like I don't read books I'm not cultured like her. And then also, when she was describing to him what she was doing, she did a prayer symbol to him. Like, it was a universal, I'm going on an eat, pray, love trip. Yeah. And someone was like, what are you doing this summer? And then you just did prayer hands. Mm. And you're like, oh, of course, you're going to Bali. You're going to Bali yeah. with your girlfriends. So she's, like, doing this girlfriend's trip. and he's With like- Silver Tree. And he's like, it's so amazing that that this woman is so well read because he's like never seen a book in his life. And she's reading like the actual the most popular, popular book of all time. Ever. Not that I don't think Elizabeth Gilbert's no, an amazing writer. Not that we don't also but I'm just like, love Elizabeth Gilbert to death on this pod and Eat, Pray, Love changed our No, lives. it's an intellectual masterpiece, but like it's crazy that he thinks that's a sign of someone just like being like so erudite and cultured that they read possibly like the most mainstream publication it's in history it's really so insane that part i really paused and was like so she's going on this trip but her friend told her to keep one, one week, week free, free what we're for, calling for magic the one week free i'm like could also that probably is a line in another liz gilbert book right save, do that. save one week free of of your summer that's already full of like trips and vacations <laughs> and like fake charity work have one week free so you can do like another, another random like fake trip. charity vacation <laughs> and he goes she even turned down a trip to bike through the lavender the fields, fields of, of, of France. Of France, where I famously lost my phone two summers ago. Magic. <laughs> magic. I mean, when he said, leave a week for magic, I was like, nothing reminds me more than my stupid bitch friend, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> where you're like, I'm going to Bali, India, in the south of France, but I think August 7th, through the 14th, I'm going to leave a week free for magic. <laughs> I'm leave a week free for magic and just like, yeah, maybe I will end up going to Ibiza and like fucking a random guy. And that's magic. Um, so it he, turns out he has like so he has many... one week off between all of his fake charities. Right. And, and he, it's the he, again, same Again, he week. loves work and he goes, it couldn't be. Would it be the same week? And I was dusting away at work and I was like... Is it going to be the same week listening to this? And then. Spoiler alert, it was. It was so the same week. They are able to go to Botswana on this date. And again, it's like he's, he like couldn't believe that she would want to take this risk with him. And it's like, you're literally the Prince of England. It's every girl's the fantasy tr- to be a princess. The trip is going to be pretty hooked up. But again, not like it's not any girl's dream to like become the princess. True, but the way he describes being, obviously, he left. Like, I don't want to be royal after reading this book. Oh, I mean, I guess I just felt like his completely, like, self-imposed paranoia about the press was just like, I mean, yeah, like, it's boring and you are in a gilded cage and, like, all that is absolutely true. But 
at the end of the day, like, it also sounds fun. Like, they're going, they have all these estates. He's constantly on vacations and hunting trips and just, like, <laughs> at bachelor parties and just, like, it's like, and he's being just like, and then we had to move to this estate. And then we had to go to this estate. I know. I guess, but it also does seem like you're a little bit forced to be a soldier. Yeah, they both had to be soldiers, which is a little bit like, I do to... not want to go in the army. So yeah. that's a no for me, sis. <laughs> that's a no for me. Because the thing about Harry is, like, he kind of was, like, as a non-heir. The thing that sucks is actually being Kate Middleton. Like, that actually sucks. Because, A, she's boring as hell. Yeah. And she has to be boring because she can't That's like That's what I'm saying, the prison. She has to be They boring. are really in the prison. The air is always in the prison because they can't I mean, the queen's whole thing is literally never having said a controversial thing in her entire life. And like, just being like you can't All she shave. does is wave. That's what I'm saying. It's like all she does is wave. Like Oh wait, when Harry convinces her to let him keep his beard at his wedding because he's like it, I look better with no, it. Oh, when she tugs no, and kisses me. No, because me. she's like, it, it's uh, it's anxiety relief. <laughs> He's being so oh, like, like, I need to touch I have my ADHD hair. and anxiety and I need my beard as my okay, security Okay, but blanket. I also took that as so like, mm, doggo beardo guys, because he's it's, like, because yeah, he doggo. was like, Megan. And she's never not seen me seen with, me with a, beard. a beard. And you're like, gross. I'm like, uh, it's so and like, it's like telling in this gra- way. I'm grandmother that just being like, Granny, like, Megan's oh. never not seen me in a beard. And like, I want her to see me in my beard on my wedding day. I mean, I guess you have to because you need the permission. I mean, I could really also picture you like telling your dad that like you need to keep your beard for your wedding day. Well, okay. Much <laughs> like Megan, I'm a daddy's girl. You're a daddy's girl. I love her. He's like, she still calls her dad daddy. Daddy. Oh, the, what do you want to talk about the dad? Let's okay. talk about this, the dad. That, this is actually that maybe so the saddest, saddest part. part of the so, book. So, Megan is the dad. They had trouble before. But whatever, she's still, like, like, you know, her parents are divorced. She's still like having dinner with him. And then like, calling him daddy. And like, you know, he's this kind of like sad, old, fat, lonely guy. And like maybe he's a little bit of mental health issues. And then when she starts to get famous, he, like, moves to this town on the Mexican border. He's being yeah. so random. He moves to, like, Juarez. Yeah, he literally moves to Juarez. <laughs> he's, and he starts to really, like, go. you know, go. And this is another thing that I think the made the difference between the way that, like, their ability to handle the press. Ultimately, I'm just like, you guys are young and hot and can, like, go on vacations all the time. And it just, like... As much as annoying as it is to be hounded by paparazzi, and like I, you know, I, I'm not saying they're not invasive. At the end of the day, like you guys can just like do whatever you want and have an Instagram, and like you still just had a podcast. You, didn't you put literally out, have like, a, yeah, nothing that bad it's, happened. And it's like the dad really doesn't get that world. He doesn't like, and he has like no other outlet. And so like he really started to fall victim. And so you remember that yeah, infamous photo shoot where. So if you guys don't recall, right before he's the wedding, reading. he's like, re- there's these photos came out of him reading like a coffee this... table book about England, like in a Dunkin Donuts. And and it was like, like he, the, he was in on the press, like the press and set so, him up to And do they this. set him up, like they paid him to pose for these photos, like under the guise that these would just be like fake paparazzi photos. And then they even double set him up where they were like, they made the story about him asking the paparazzi to take fake photos. And so then... Like, Meg is, like, texting him because they're so obsessed with all the stories about themselves and they're constantly trying to, like, quash like, them. Uh, yeah, and just, like, although Harry will be, like, constantly, my friends would be telling me about what was, like, in the news and I was, like, stop telling me. But I'm also, like, but you guys are also on your phones all day long, like, reading stories about yourselves. Yeah. And, like, even the therapist is, like, you're obsessed and you need to stop. So she asked the dad, 
did you actually do this paparazzi shoot? And then he admits to her that he did. And he texts her saying, I'm so ashamed. And then he doesn't come to the wedding. That's like three days later. I like really that like broke my heart. And I was like, that to me is so much sadder than like her getting death threats on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah, saying like die goblin. It's like I've gotten death threats on Twitter for saying bisexuals don't exist. And it's like, I only have 30,000 followers. They're the most famous people in the world. Yeah, I'm sure she's getting a lot of, like, hate comments, but it's just like... It's not giving the dad any leeway of just, like, press is crazy and he has no idea what's going on. And he's, like, a lonely, sad old sad man that's, like, is, like, what's happening? And then he becomes, like, increasingly, like, paranoid and nasty and talking to more press and they're paying him more to, like, say mean things about her. So then Harry goes to the queen and he's like... Oh, Gran, what should we do? And she's being oh, like... Oh, and then she goes... Write a letter. Write a letter. letter. Her advice is always write a letter. Write a letter. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, Try first it. she's like, you should go visit him. Oh, yeah, and then, and so then And then Meg's being like, I could never get in a plane. The paparazzi would be so crazy. Like, what do I do? And then Queen's like, all right, bitch, like, yeah, write a letter. Write a letter. And she's like, me on a plane in a border town in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Going through security? How would I ever get through? It's also like, Rihanna travels. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it happens. I will also say this one thing where it's like, he's so obsessed with the negative press. But like, at the same time, there's so much positive press. And they already, because of their victimization by, like, the conservative media, they've become liberal heroes at this point. Literally, he no, mentions oh, in already, passing... Oprah has, like, already interviewed... Oh, no, that's later. That's later, but, but like, like, there's, a like, a hundred different MPs at, at British Parliament, like, sanction the British press for their racist colonial coverage of Meg. It's, like, he has, like, so many supporters and people who are, like, on their side, and he ignores that. And, you know, we all do this to some extent. But, like, you ignore the good things to focus on the bad. I think we all do that. <laughs> I think we I'll all go. do that. And I'll go in therapy and I'll say, you know, there were these 10 articles that misrepresented my relationship <laughs> with my father. And he'll go, yes. And I'm fiercely private and about go, my family. But what about the New York City Council resolution that was just passed honoring And you? you're like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I care. <laughs> like, I give a cluck. Um... <laughs> What's that clicking, Harry? It's him He's saying, so like, dumb. how much, like, he loves her friends in Silvertree and, like, her mom. And they did fly the mom out for the wedding. But it's like, they just were not, he was not putting in the work. Well, and, you know, I think on some level, his alienation from his own father, that happens over the course of the book. I think he then we, they could bond. Oh, our dads don't get us. Yeah. And it's. And I think, you know, it is sad. I think all fathers are distant, right? It's like... Many fathers don't have friends. Fathers don't have friends. Famously. And, you know, who's going to be more distant than Prince Charles? And, like, and he, the whole book is him talking shit about Camilla and saying that when the Camilla era started, like, his dad hung out with him less. His dad used to have energy to, like, run around and play, horseplay with them. Oh, yeah, that on whole the, thing. On and Balmoral, he's like, yeah, and then, and then they didn't. It's like, I don't think Prince Charles, like, ever was going to, like, roughhouse. Well, it sounds like he was doing a little bit of roughhousing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think he did a tiny bit of roughhousing. Yes. And then was like, now I have to write my letters but it's, and it's do like, my correspondence. But dads. Like, I feel like... That's I all dads. Be, I was like, dad play catch with me, and sometimes he didn't. Sometimes yeah. he was like writing a paper. I mean, my dad was so, like, literally leader of our Borscht troop and was like, being son, we're going camping. Okay. Well, congrats. <laughs> Some of us actually 
No, I know. Some of us had dads who were closeted (laughs) and didn't want to play football with you. And you were like, come on, dad, let's toss the pigskin. I think that Harry is really dumb. I think that one instance of this is um, when he asked the queen for her permission to marry Meghan. So they're on a hunting trip. Much of this book takes place on hunting trips. Granny, you know I love Meg very much, and I've decided... Oh, by the way, this scene is also insane because they've just gone hunting. He goes, I had a dead bird in each hand. Their limp necks nestled between my fingers. Their glazed eyes rolled all the way back. Their bodies still warm through the gloves. He's holding warm, dead birds in his hands. He loves blood. Yeah. And well, after this, we'll get, we'll, get to, we'll get to Afghanistan and all his kills. You know I love Meg very much. I've decided that I would like to ask her to marry me. And I've been told that uh, that I have to ask your permission before I can propose. You have to? That's my queen impression. Um, well, yes, that's what your staff tell me and my staff as well, that I have to ask your permission. I stood completely still, as motionless as the birds in my hand. I stared at her face, but it was unreadable. At last, she replied. Well, then, I suppose I have to say yes. I squinted. You feel you have to say yes? I didn't get it. Was she being sarcastic, ironic, deliberately cryptic? Was she indulging in a bit of wordplay? Perhaps there was some hidden meaning beneath the wordplay. Some message I wasn't comprehending. It's like, you dumbass. She obviously does Does not like Megan. Also, it's just like, it's the queen? What are you expecting? Well, no, I know. And she, her just going, well, obviously well, I, I have, have to. to say yes. You like, she's literally just being like, you're a dumb fuck. Like you're marrying this Someone dumb American from suits. Like from, I'm, we're literally British. We're literally British. I'm kind of watching the, the monarchy kind of collapse before my eyes that this I've single handedly been holding up for the past 60 years. And you know what? Fine. Like go off and marry this, the sea level actress on suits. In the one episode of the crown I saw, it was like also the queen and Charles when he is just courting Diana and they're on like a duck hunt and she's in like a barbore jacket. Oh yeah, picture aristocracy. Charles doesn't have the right shoes or something like that and it's the same thing and she's just always like hunting birds yeah. and it's men <laughs> being like, can I marry this biddy? And she's just like... When can I die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the queen has had it. Yeah, honey. she's had it after her nine millionth duck hunt. He talks about this article uh, by Hilary Mantel in the London Review of Books. Oh, he, he's like, oh. Where, where she compares um, the royal family to pandas. And he's really offended by it because he's stupid. <laughs> and it's literally, I have the article here. The article's really funny. And it's also a, actually a very sympathetic article. The, the article, she basically argues for the press to be less invasive. And it's like, literally back off. Like, they're royals. Like, they're dumb, but like, that's their thing. And like, we don't need to so like ruin them for sport. But she's talking about, um, she uses this panda metaphor that, I think is like really quite apt. She goes, I used to think that the interesting issue was whether or not we should have a monarchy. But now I think that question is rather like, should we have pandas or not? Our current royal family doesn't have the difficulty in breeding that pandas do, but pandas and royal persons alike are expensive to conserve and ill-adapted to any modern environment. But aren't they interesting? Aren't they nice to look at? Some people find them endearing. Some pity them for their precarious situation. Everybody stares at them. And however airy the enclosure they habit, it's still a cage. Like, that's a sympathetic... Yeah. Metaphor. But he's like, we're not pandas. Right. We're lions. And it's still him. Also goes to show it at the end of the book, 
when he literally says, I love the monarchy, I love my family, I have no criticism of the monarchy, England forever, I hate the press. Right. And it's just kind of like... And you're like, like, so really? So that's why you... I think you're missing the point here. You're missing the point. It's like... Oh, well, and that's also, I think, what's so sad because it's like... He, he could be mad at the monarchy, which would make sense and at least be a little more classic rebel, but, but he's really not. No, and he desperately wants, like... To be accepted. To be accepted, and he misses his family. I mean, you know, he really does, despite his, like, lack of understanding of history and, like, his incuriosity around, like, knowledge and <laughs> in general, it's like, he does obviously love, like, Britishness. No, he's, he's always like... Oh, Henry VIII. I wish I knew more about yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very like, oh, if only there was some way to like attain knowledge. Well, and this <laughs> this thing happens at um, Eton where he went to, you know, primary school. Yeah. And this teacher. Where he barely graduates. Yes. And this teacher is like harder on him. Right. Because he's and, like, Wales, this is your family. Yeah. And he's like, because they have to like list all the kings and he can't get it. And the teacher is like, he's also is being so queer and being like, it's actually really inappropriate. Like the way you call me out in class. No, I know. And then later <laughs> he's just being like, I like did have ADHD and trouble focusing. Yes. And like, that's why it was actually hard for me to graduate. Not just because just like, I'm literally like a privileged tosser who is just like always like smoking and not studying and watching family and guy. watching family guy in and, the dorm and then the teacher is like gives him a ruler with each with the list king. of the kings get it a ruler a ruler and with he's a like list of rulers. and he's like okay do you want to like learn your list of grandparents or whatever and like that was kind of like a detente between the teacher and him being like yes. fine I'll make this little like special allowance for you you no, and dumb I don't fuck. think we are different than our families no. <laughs> okay later when like Will gets mad at him because he's like Africa it's should be my, my thing. portfolio that's I, I wanna that's a huge contention yeah. is that Harry thinks Botswana and Africa is his thing and then it's revealed later that when Will and Harry are having this huge thing as Will is like Africa was my thing and they like almost get in this like physical fight over Africa yeah and then they do get in a physical fight later over Meg so wait let's just start to like I I think let's like break down how the relationship dissolves because really I think ultimately the biggest dissolution is between him and Will between him and Willie when we get to the wedding well, when we, so first we get to Will and Kate's wedding. Yeah, Will and, Will and Kate's wedding. And first, Prince Harry meets Kate, and they all, like, laugh. And he's like, we laughed for hours. Yeah. And he's like, we laughed so hard. And you're like, what about? <laughs> and here's what they laughed hard about is... Um, William, Africa was his thing, and he loved to have themed birthday parties. <laughs> And one of his birthday parties was themed out of Africa. Then the next themed birthday party is the one where Harry, like, doesn't know what he's going to be. So so he he goes to a... He goes to a charity shop. He goes to... No, no, no. It was like a known costume shop in, like, Balmore. Right, it's not even a charity shop. Um, And he's, like, he's in there. He's going to the rags. And he finds this charming little Nazi costume. Hilarious, really. So he sends a a picture. On, like, the first camera phone to Kate and Will. Group chat. And they're like, that's hilarious. That's hysterical. I love that. (laughs) It's really hysterical. He buys it. He uh, wears it to the party. The picture gets out. The picture gets out a few days later. And, you know, the the whole, you know, the, the cancellation begins. One of the first big cancellations 
It's sort of the pre-big cancel era. And Harry gets canceled, you know, and this also I found like uh, and he's the, the, Harry the, the, the t- trying to no, like the tediousness, the self-calling. Like, well, will. Also, like, thought it was hilarious. And, like, so did Kate, but, like... Oh, I didn't think that he was trying to be so it's their fault. I thought... What I thought was the whole, like, self-flagellation to be incredibly tedious and, like, just being just, like... And to this day, I go to Berlin and go to the Holocaust Museum and I spoke with rabbis and I know how important the contribution of the Jewish people is to the history of Britain. I mean, but you're literally Prince Harry. Like, you have to do that. Yeah. He couldn't have been, like, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I know. But it's just like, like, this is the thing, this dichotomy between him being like, I am this woke millennial. And Megan was probably like, he's she's who will, like who kind will, of proofreading it. defend my wife. And like, I will say all these statements and I will say that colonialism is bad. And but, but then it's just like, and yet you're going to mow down like <laughs> 30 folk in <laughs> Afghanistan. And on my 900th trip to Africa, I realized all I was doing was taking, taking, taking. And then I gave. And by gave, well, I mean I took a HIV test with Rihanna. Oh, in Barbados. Yeah. Yes. The HIV test with Rihanna is, is really, really. And the, okay, in the book, oh. I feel like he's like, huh, royal life. life. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of, you know, trying to make a joke out of that. And he's like, oh. It's one of those things where you're like, babe. I, I love that you're sort of saying that, but I'm like, there actually isn't enough of that in this book. He needs so much more because, hashtag royal life. Because it's like, there's, I, I think what is missing from this book is that like, he references all the royal stuff kind of on the edges, just like the constant like charities and events well, and functions and Well, that's what's even funny trips. about hashtag royal life. If you're like, oh, I'm holding two gooses that are dead by the neck. That's so much more royal life to me than like... Yeah, I met Rihanna and we got a HIV test. Because so much of this book just takes place like in his own like garden. cramped basement garden, just garden. being like crying <laughs> and like being kid. sad and just being like, I was playing Xbox and watching Friends. And I'm kind of like, can you be just a little bit more honest about actually what's going on? Okay, so the Kate will. So right, the, Megan and then he does this thing that's also like classic, like when anyone gets married, and I feel like we see this in like a lot, you know, any like through any vow he's like i lost my brother when mm. he got married yeah but did you really have him yeah it's like in I the think, first place i think that what they had was some of these classic like male archetypal british rich person hunting, like hunting things i mean at the very end of the book when he has this he's talking about a time when he remembers joy with his brother. And they're hunting. They're hunting. And they've just... He's, they, we killed enough goose to feed the town. They're like in Spain. <laughs> so much goose. And they put their arms around each other, which is like a rare physical affectionate embrace. And is, doesn't like William say like, oh, like I still love you or something like that? I don't know if they say I love you, but they're, they're, they're like, this was amazing. And they have this sense of filial pride. And, and, and he's like, but then I realized it was all about death. My life is about death. Um, and that's like Jared Moringer just like being like, you know, putting in. really putting in the literary narrative there. But like, I think like th- those moments were actually not necessarily that close. They were just kind of no, them being like rich so lads together. Tense and British. Yeah. The way he describes earlier stuff and their tension seemed to me pretty classic sibling stuff. I was like, this is not crazy. 
like the, er, the like er- the early childhood stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. When they were kind just of like, like fighting, and like Will was just like, "You're a little younger brother, like scram, scram." And he was like, "Fine, I'm gonna watch Family Guy like in a different room." So then it starts to get more tense. So first, there's the lip gloss incident when Megan asked to borrow Kate's lip gloss because Megan is such a boisterous American. Um, Meg asked to borrow Kate's lip gloss, an American thing. Meg forgot hers, worried she needed some, and turned to Kate for help. Kate, taken aback, went into her handbag and reluctantly pulled out a small tube. Meg squeezed some onto her finger and applied it to her lips. Kate grimaced. Wouldn't it be worse if she applied it directly to lips? Right. The finger to me is the like, oh, like the sanitary solution. Yeah, I'm being like weirdly polite. Well, it's like, what did Kate think she was going to do when she asked to borrow lip gloss? Like, put it on a Q-tip? She's just like, you would never borrow my lip gloss. It's also just like the constant need to reapply lip gloss. I mean, then, this is they're both basic girls. Wait, yeah, okay. then there's the Kate, Megan... The hormones. Okay, thing. wait, wait. I want, I want to, I, I want to act this scene out. So they're like, they go to their renovated house and they're trying to like get past all of this like tension between the two couples. Kate looked out into the garden, gripping the edges of the leather so tightly that her fingers were white, and said she was owed an apology. Meg asked, "For what? You hurt my feelings, Megan." When? Please tell me. I told you I couldn't remember something, and you said it was my hormones. What are you talking about? Kate mentioned a phone call in which they discussed the timing of wedding rehearsals, Meg said. Oh, yeah, I remember. You can remember something. And I said it's not a big deal. It's baby brain because you'd had just baby. It's hormones. Kate's eyes widened. Yes, you talked about my hormones. We're not close enough for you to talk about my hormones. Meg's eyes got wide, too. She looked genuinely confused. I'm I'm really sorry I talked about your hormones. That's just how I talk with my girlfriends. Willie pointed at Meg. It's rude, Megan. It's not what's done here in Britain. Kindly take your finger out of my face. Ooh! Ooh, tea. Honey, the tea is spilling. The actual Real Housewives of that scene is insane. insane. Basically, I could you, I can't think of anything. Kathy Hilton. Kate and is absolutely Meg or is or Dorinda. Or Dorinda. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, so, we are not wait. close enough to talk about my hormones. It's also a little Luann and Bethany when Bethany like doesn't know like driver politics courtesy. <laughs> and Luann <laughs> well, is like, this is my driver. We because... don't talk about like my husband, the count, in front of my driver. That's not how it's done. And, and, and Bethany yeah. is just like, I'm sorry, I thought we were New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I say what's on my mind. <laughs> She's an American. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, 
get the doc? ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. We have to talk about Afghanistan. Okay, so the, uh, literally a third of this book is uh, Harry is, going to Afghanistan and um, killing members of the Taliban. And becoming a pilot. And him just being so bloodthirsty for the Taliban and just being like, I would do anything to shoot him and more and more. And he's like always like doing so many trainings that made me already so nauseous where they're like just hearing about the Apache helicopter yeah, yeah. just like dropping and then him like lifting it up and like he just joins in this way because of course he talks about September 11th and it's just obviously like so boy British syndrome of just like I need to go to war because I need something to do and I need to be a hero and he keeps on talking about like whenever he has to go home he's always like oh my cavalry heroes yeah, I, I mean, miss what well, you're it's, doing it's, out there. You know, it's also like this comes back. Th- this whole part of the book felt very Buddhist to me, especially in the justification for war simply being that you need to protect your, your fellow country. S- well, but and like, soldiers, your fellow soldiers. It's like, well, if they weren't at war, you wouldn't need to protect them. And it's like, I think this is what's so insane about him because it's like. This is not also. This is America's war. Like this is not Britain's war. Britain is like basically a client. And he state does of kind of recognize States. that at the end. He's like, and a lot of Brits were mad right. that America brought us into this war. But he never questions why we're in Afghanistan, and he's just being like, well, we're there, and the Taliban are bad. So th- I found this part where he's talking about um, the killing to be really, really chilling. So he's just talked about how they were like they're waiting around for their call, then they like get in the Apache and they go after these like Taliban guys. Um, who were, like, doing some sort of, like, shooting uh, drill. And then they were like, right. oh, we're going to find the Taliban. They, they've been, like, shooting drill. Um, the instructor, the high-value target, was on a motorbike, one of his students on the back. We screamed towards them, clocked them moving along at 40 kilometers per hour, one of them carrying a hot-barreled PKM machine gun. I held my thumb over the cursor, watched the screen, waited. There! I pulled one trigger to fire the pointing laser and another to fire the missile. The thumbstick I fired was remarkably similar to the thumbstick for the PlayStation game I'd just been playing. The missile hit just short of the motorbike spokes. Textbook. Exactly where I'd been taught to aim. Too high, you might send it over the top of his head. Too low, you'd take out nothing but dirt and sand. Delta Hotel. Don't get that reference. Direct hit. I followed up with a 30mm. Where the motorbike had been was now a cloud of smoke and flames. Well done, Dave said. We spooked back to camp, critiqued the video. Perfect kill. We played some more PlayStation. 
turned in early. Uh, chilling. Your stomach. It's like chilling. You don't actually know the difference between PlayStation like, and War. Perfect kill. More place. It's just like, oh, that's okay. You're but- literally proving like every anti like PlayStation mom, right? Um. It, it really, this yeah. in the Taliban the war part I literally especially as someone of just watching Zero Dark Thirty experience yeah. I was a little like sis move it along but that's also Jared Mordinger being like no we're also gonna write this like war epic Jared Mordinger's writing as good as it is I think reveals all the like inconsistencies and hypocrisies in Harry's worldview because he is like this immature young boy who wants PlayStation playing PlayStation playing girlfriend not having and so much of the book is all of these like I think Tina Brown who wrote a really good review of the book fan of the pod friend of the pod (laughs) Tina Brown she says that like he was basically Harry was born in the wrong century like Harry has this very archaic view of well it's very British it's very like revolutionary war like time is now to go to war and we said you know the, the expeditions to the North Pole, like him, like yeah, you know, eighteen oh five, the big like march that he does when he gets trench foot and he can't go any further with his mates when he's in army training. And he's like, no, I have to. The All North the Pole ki- thing was the most like seventeen hundreds thing to me, where it's like they went to the North Pole for charity, and it's a little bit just like you don't need to do that. Yeah, it's just so like men can explore. Yeah. And you're like, we've explored. We've been there. We know what we the North Pole it. is. And well, and you know, to some extent, this is the problem. You know, the crisis of masculinity now is that men no. don't go to war anymore, right? And they don't go to the North Pole. And we've ex- we've discovered everything. And so there's this longing there, but he can't really, like, articulate what that desire is. He's just being he like... He does say, I will give it to him, he does say at one point, like, he, I feel like he kind of realizes a little bit the war is, like... Me listen. He's like, oh, the more we kill, like the more they'll. Be. Oh, the more, well, more Taliban will create, yeah. which is a hundred percent true. And it's yeah. like, and so, babe, connect the dots. Connect the dots. What's and that's the next him, step? And in that then plot? he's kind of just like, and then Will's wedding. Okay, wait. The scene where like Charles and Harry are always getting like so hot in the Sandringham Castle, no, and they like, try so to crack sweaty. a window, and then like, and they're like, and like we cherish the few minutes like before the before Elizabeth would notice, and then the queen would be like. Is there a draft in here? And then, like, a footman would race to close it, and him and Pa would just be like, oh, God damn it, this, this like, cold, this cold ass going. bitch, like, needs to have 18 fires going, being stoked she's by an like, army of footmen. Bagpipes are playing. She's whisking her famous salad dressing. But then they made her husband, like, actually sound, like, so American. And, like, they were like, yeah, he lived, like, oh, sports, hunting, beer. Oh, yeah, he did like beer. I mean, the hunting, but the hunting was I mean, the hunting is from British, Because they're hunting, like, pigeon and fowl. They're not hunting, like, deer. Also, in the um, the Harry and Will fight, when they're, ta- when they're having that, like, tense summit about, like, Easter, about how, like, she didn't get an Easter present... <laughs> when like Kate is accusing like Megan of not having given her an Easter present which is this is like this straight culture thing where I think like Britain is like the straightest country in the world where because then they're also fighting about um, wedding seating and Harry's like we didn't get to sit together at Pippa's wedding yeah we and we huge... desperately wanted to like Megan and Harry are so codependent they like had to sit together and it's very like weddings yes you go with your lover but it's also like 
you're with your lover all the time. Calm like, down. Like, a- take the opportunity to sit somewhere else. And Harry was Meet being so like, people. this is, and I guess at their wedding, Harry had had Will and Kate sit together, but then they like got up and switched places and he was really offended because they had wanted the wedding to be the celebration of American values where you do sit with your partner. Because oh, to like celebrate Meg, so and American. it's just like this Harry, makes it no shut, shut up. I was just like the whole third of the book. I was just being like, shut up. Like you're being so petty and annoying about everything. And it's not like the dissolution of your friendship and like your family isn't real. But it's just like you're just getting like, so bogged so down in all of this insane down. pettiness. And just also, it's like I'm sorry. Like being like girls text drama. Yeah. Leave it to the girls. Yes. You do no, not. Like, the, yeah. And this is the sexist Sorry, thing. Be, be like, a man. Be okay. a man and <laughs> don't give a fuck about your like girls text drama instead of being like, oh, I need to defend my woman. When he says that he was like, like, Pa and Willie were mad at me because they never defended their girlfriends. And I will defend Meg. Be, yeah, basically I being mean, like Charles killed Diana and Kate is actually, bony and mad. I am on Harry's side for that. I think he like should defend her more than like William has like never said a thing Will could choose to be a more modern heir but yeah. he is just but that's what I'm saying he's well, not he's just like a- I just think he is Harry whatever like this is why I am still like team Harry Megan. is that just like they're talking and like talking shit and gossiping and being real and love is messy and like we need to evolve and down with the monarchy and like he can defend his girlfriend in like Us Weekly if he wants. Well, that's I mean, I do think he can defend his girlfriend in Us Weekly if he wants, even though I do think it's like also an insane waste of time. But it's like I also think that like you can just literally have fun and not care. And it's like I don't see him doing that. Him just being like we need to have a, a very like it's like they moved to L.A. so they could have a very self-serious podcast. They could launch a brand named after their son, Do which every think... rich girl does. <laughs> so that, so like that they could just be like, we are changing things. And instead of just being like, you know what, like this is funny and be more like grimes about it and like posting a random headline and being like, oh, lol, not the post. Yeah, I think actually where the list is like, I don't know, like all of them could be having a little more fun. No. They're British. Like, I think like the fact that like, Kate like can't even like laugh about like lip gloss and hormones. Yeah, I mean it's it's tragic. It's, it's really li- tragic. Though it's literally I tragic. Would love to know what happened. Look, days before weddings, things get really tense. <laughs> <laughs> Thing, yeah. I mean, I could see us like really coming getting, to blows. Coming to blows over Taylor. Right? We're at we're on Nantucket. <laughs> yeah, you're like staying like across the pond. Yeah, you can see my house, and I'm like, you see with, like, your dad's binoculars. binoculars and you're just being like, um, sorry, um, my cat's, like, <laughs> tuxedo is fitting weird. And I'm just being and like, you're screaming I don't have sp- time for this, Lily. Yeah. Do you see what I'm going through on Twitter right now? No, literally, and I'd be, like, log on to Twitter, and would someone just being like, I can't believe Stephen is getting married in Nantucket. And you'd be like, you have no idea what I'm going through. <laughs> and you'd be like... Look at this shirt. It's pulling a little bit at the shoulders. And I'm like, well, Orzo's tux literally is getting wet from the pond. (laughs) And Orzo's actually really scared. And now Orzo is traumatized, just like Meg's dogs. Okay. I just want to read a few things from my notes. Please, please, please. FaceTiming with Tyler Perry. Because they never met him before they subletted his house. They just FaceTimed. 
let's just go back and forth. Fergie clipping the lock of Diana's hair and giving it to Harry. And it's like... She's so sketchy. She's actually insane. Fergie's kind of an unsung hero of this book. I know. Also, when she gives him the Xbox and she's like, your mum bought this in Paris just before she died. Oh, yeah. That's a, like, dead woman's Xbox? (laughs) The Beyond the Grave Xbox? It's kind of like, that's a really weird lie, but okay. Well, also it is, I feel like Fergie being, like, a little bit weird, like, going into Diana's house and, like, seeing the Xbox, and there's probably, like, other stuff that I'm sure she took and was just so, like, Xbox. I know, if that were true, like, that would have to happen. Also, um, him losing his virginity to an old woman behind oh, the pub. yeah, and he, he's like, and it was weird, and we pulled and tussled, and it was behind the, like, Glottenberg pub. He's being a little bit like, mm, I was groomed. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, that's the most British thing ever to have, like, a graduate style. Like, or you need to or fuck your cousin. Yeah. yeah. Fajitas for Meg. Oh, she loves fajitas. Fajitas in the delivery room. Um. Oh, when they have the second baby in America. Yeah, he gets burgers, she gets fajitas. Yeah, because he keeps making all this, like, dichotomy To between, go like... fajitas in the delivery room. Okay. Um, um, the, the porter potties at the, hu- at the, oh, the wedding. The porter loose. The porter loose. Uh, which he says that, like, he was like, we were not inspired by Kate's portaloos but like we wanted people to like be comfortable um the queen who has an earplugs at her jubilee which is actually so professional dj of her yeah very daniel. because our our friend of the physical. pod daniel physical therapy it's is, always like you need to go to an audiologist get custom made earplugs to protect your hearing if you are like out in loud spaces a lot uh he's very scent Forward. He's constantly describing scents in this book. How how Prince Scent Charles so tied to Prince Charles bathed in low savage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also bet Prince Charles doesn't shower. He just bathes. Okay, you're being so like white people don't use washcloths. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he is. Oh, well, like, they're also big, basin. He's sponge. constantly talking yes. about clawfoot tubs and calling sinks basins. Shout out to the cavalry. Elton not singing Candle in the Wind. Oh, that was a smart choice. Yeah. And he requested that he sing at this, like, Africa concert, and Elton was like, that's morbid. Like, I'm just going to do this other song, and, like, that'll be fine. Um, Hello, Diana having a waterbed. Oh, 80s stuff. Like, that was fab. And she's being so the 80s interior with her, like... She's so the 80s interior. I mean, again, every girl is still the most Diana Pill person on Earth, and we all are. only really happened... I mean, it came back, I would say, two years ago. Um, waterbeds or Diana Core? No, Diana Core. Yeah. I mean, waterbeds are never coming back because they're really, really inefficient. Dog filters. Oh, the first time the... he sees Megan, it's on Instagram and she's in a dog filter. And he's like describing it like it's still the sexiest thing he's ever seen. He was like, and I opened my iPhone and there was this new filter where you could put dog ears yeah. on a photo. And he's like, and despite the dog ears, I still felt... She so, was hot, stoppingly beautiful. So beautiful. She took my breath away. Oh, I could see the kindness in her eyes. And so then, like, he messages his friend, being like, Who is that girl? And she's like, Oh, you're the fifth person to message me. Like, who is this girl? Yeah, it's my friend. She's on suits. <laughs> she's like, Do you want me to put you in touch? So then the friend sets it up. And then, of course, Megan, who's never heard of Google, is like, Oh, this is just a nice guy named Harry, Harry. who likes elephants. And I guess I can look at his feed, and he travels a lot. Yeah, he's just a cool elephants guy. Um, but then it's like when his todger gets frostbitten, yeah. he has his mate send him to like a special dermatologist and, and doesn't he- tell the dermatologist. And then the dermatologist like looks up and goes, oh, it's you. 
oh, and like sees that he's hairy. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you're random. Okay, that's random. Um, Stop putting like Elizabeth Auden cream on. Right. And we, we no, you've all heard we've, the We've quote. heard the we clip. We have to get into it. We're familiar. The last line of the book is about how there's a bird in the house. Oh, the hummingbird in Tyler Perry's house. And he sets it free. Yeah. And the metaphor for his life. He's in yeah, LA. It's I was a little bit, bit like, I would have rather ending on just like, hate the press, rule the monarchy, rather than saying like, I set like the hummingbird free. Well, it, he, it's this whole thing where he's basically saying England is about death. So it's just like when he's he's remembering that moment with his with his brother where they were happy when they killed. And then he's like, you know, but even in our finest moments, my best memories somehow involve death. Our lives were built on death, a brightest days shadowed by it. Looking back, I didn't see spots of time, but dances with death. We christened and crowned, graduated and married, passed out and passed over our beloved's bones. The Tower of London was held together with the blood of animals. Used by original builders a thousand years ago, we were a death cult, like, after laying Grandpa Duressa, we not had our fill. You know, why were we here looking along the edge of that undiscovered country? Um, and then he goes, but maybe that's a more apt description of America. And I was already gone, on my way to California. A voice in my head saying, enough death, enough. So it's like, he's basically saying California is life, England is death, England is old, California is new. I was the burden, now I'm set free I was in the, LA. I was the burden, and now I can just like be yoga and avocado and toast. And, and podcast. Like, have like a big, clean podcast house and like not have so many dusty sofas from sofa.com. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, Club Kids, this week on the VIP Lounge, Lily quizzes me on British history and the results will shock you. I want you to list in order, going back in history, how many monarchs of England. Oh my God. See how far you can go back. What happens if I like, am I allowed to skip maybe? All right, I'm just going to go. Just try and like, let's see what happens. Like it's the VIP Lounge. Okay. Charles. Yep. Charles's mother was Elizabeth. Elizabeth's uh, father was George the Sixth, who died when she was young, and then his father was George the Fifth. Go to Patreon.com/slash CBC the Pod and subscribe. Okay, so we're gonna switch it up a little bit and do segments not on Harry and Meghan, which we did in part one. We're gonna do it for the rest of the crew and kind of a pick your own adventure, yeah, William. Yeah. Kate. Um, Aunt Margot, Queen Elizabeth, Willie Paul. Willie Paul, Camilla. Um, I remember reading the story about how William and Kate love their favorite gastropub in Frogmore. Mm, yeah. And it was very, like, updated. Yeah. They're Gordon, very... It's updated gastropub. Well, because they've also, it's like, like... duck fat fries. It's duck fat fries. And again, it's just like, they're... And this is, again, the dichotomy between it's like, they're going to a gastropub and, like, there's some pops, but, like, they're over it. And it's just, like, Megan and Harry are just, like, freaking Freaking out. out, And being, like, sobbing, like, when he tells her to go to Whole Foods and he's like, I gave her detailed instructions. Take a left. Here's the map. Here's the map to Whole Foods, my love. (laughs) And it's just, like, actually come all the way down with it. And Oprah's, like, like... Megan, will you share the map of Whole Foods? Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan's like starting to cry. She's like, no, I can do it. It's too traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Camilla and Charles are a little bit more cream of salmon. Yes. I think Camilla is like seven martinis, not really eating, picking at the cream of salmon. That like, because he's always like Paul's chef. Paul's chef, 
packed my freezer with cream of chicken pies. Oh, I do love how Gan Gan, um, the queen mum. So Queen Elizabeth's yes. mom is like drinking a martini at like Sandringham, where like they're having that discussion when he's young and he's like 14 having a gin and tonic. Right, and that was his and she's, like, first. And she's like 103 having martinis and I'm just like, fab. No, and that was, and they were like... Oh, and that was his first gin and tonic was, and no one noticed his rebellion. I think it was, was a like, martini. He was like, I'll have one too. I think he did gin and tonic because he's such a G&T fan. I honestly... We can go back we and fact check. We can go back and fact check. And also, listeners, I'm sure you're all reading along. Yeah. I think it was she, Gan Gan Martini him. And it's like, so it's like, and that's what's so, so he like, says he's Stewie. And that's what's so Stewie is like, he thinks he is so Stewie sipping this GNT or Martini. Yeah. And no one cares. And no one cares. No one cares. No, I mean, that's why he identifies with Stewie, another major character in this book. Um, I think the queen is very having like three raspberries. I feel like, but isn't it also she's three pecking things? or she's pecking at a pheasant. Like she definitely eats more because in Spencer they make such a big deal about how like Diana was bulimic and the Queen is like the chef made this. Like we're having the cream of asparagus soup. She's ha- okay. I mean, she's having the soup, but I also think she's it's small portions and she's picking. Yeah, she's but old she's as hell. F- right. But in her prime, I think she was like but- finishing the three ounces of salmon. And then the soup. I think Fergie is a little more pizza night. Like, she's, <laughs> she's cool <also>, aunt. <laughs> you know what Fergie is? She is literally having that crazy ass <laughs> Caesar see? salad we had in England that was like a bread bowl of <laughs> yeah, Caesar. Yeah, a bread bowl, like a pizza bread bowl with Caesar inside. She's also kind of Stouffer's, like... But, like, whatever the brand. And I think also she's kind of pioneer woman. Like, she has a recipe she thinks is, like, famous. But it's, like, pretty basic. She's, like, my famous lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah, and it's just, like, a little bit, like, ground beef prepackaged carrots. Right. And, like, And, like, craft. sheets she's from in, Sainsbury's. And it's, like, cheddar on it. And she's, like, oh, Beatrice. She won't touch it now. She's watching her weight. But she used to love it. Um, okay, and Pippa is so daily harvest. <laughs> know what I'm talking I, there about? There was like a not enough Pippa in this book. No, I know. Hashtag where's Pippa? Where's Pippa? It's like I missed the Pippa days when we were talking about that bootay. I know. Well, and I, I, although I was just thinking again, I just come away feeling bad for Kate because I'm like, I mean, she got again, upstaged by her own, own sister, sister at her yeah. own wedding. You know, that's brutal. So, of course, she's going to be like, you never got me an Easter present as I'm, like, painstakingly renovating this cottage and I want to kill everyone. Um, Okay, how do they live? They live, I mean, I think... Well, Kate and Will are very modern farmhouse. I'm sure it's a dark green kitchen. Dark green kitchen. Marble countertop. Light marble countertop. It's, like, comfortable nooks, but it still has a sense of tradition with modernity. Yeah, and there's obviously, like, so many books about English history. But also fashion books, because Kate's a total fashion I think it's a huge Herb Ritz book. Oh, yeah. That will never be opened. Never. It's like, crack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tons of, like, I think, like, wooden toys for the kids. Yeah. Um, oh, you think they're so like Copenhagen? Like I think it's Copenhagen toys? stuff, and then I think like. But don't you think she's some... also being like? Do, I think George is like demanding Barbies. We don't see. Absolutely it's demanding. Like oh, you know Malibu what? One of his house. seven nannies is the one who lets him play with the Barbies. Yeah, because some are and told there's like not a to. there's like a back room at like Tagamore Cottage <laughs> where he is allowed to play with Barbies, but for the most time, Kate's just being like, 
George, please um, play with the toys that were made by a local toy maker in Leeds because we're celebrating British producers. And it's Leeds Day. Yeah. Today is awareness <laughs> for Leeds toy makers. Right. <laughs> and he has to like cut a ribbon on his own toy that says like we celebrate Leeds. Um, Camilla. I don't you think she like is more like random teacup collection. Yeah, I also was going to say, I feel like Camilla is still like so horny and like putting on <laughs> no, like I mean, a she's slip. The, she's the like, she is the mistress of all I time. Know, and she's just like smoking a cigarette being like, and it's like a so long she's so magazine. Of, yes. She's like still reading magazines. She's, she's the, paging yes, through. She, um, Be- Lily, Lily just licked her finger <laughs> and, to do and Camilla. It's, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> when are you coming to bed, Charles? I'm going to get tired. <laughs> You're not going to just, like, let me go to bed like this. And he's, like, still in, like, a full robe, slippers, PJs. He's very, like, like, my robe has a waistcoat on it. Like, (laughs) I have a dressing, like, bodice underneath my pajamas. And they're, like, both behind their, like, Japanese dressing rooms with an assistant who is undressing them. (laughs) Well, the part of the beginning was, like, you would never know if you, like, walked into a room accidentally at the palace and, like... You might knock over Prince Charles, who was doing his like back exercises <laughs> yeah. up against a door, and he'll be like, "No, please don't open the door." So he's still like doing weird calisthenics and like they're all old timey kind of lifting stuff. Um, what do they wear? Okay, let's talk about Kate's casual style. Yeah, it's like. Do you think she is? I feel like she's probably such a complex in her head about Meg being like LAF leisure that she's like terrified of sweatpants and like has some, but she doesn't and has yoga pants, but would never be wear them outside. And she would wear like the most weird, like stretchy, like whatever the British Zara is, like pants that like basically are yoga pants, but like are weird, like. More Kathy and then Griffin, I think is like, <laughs> kind of style fan. Prince Harry also refers to William at one point wearing a jumper. And I That's was like, a sweater. Oh, in okay. In British. Yeah. Which uh-huh. just means sweater. Okay. The jeans, when I was looking at these retro early 2000 pictures of William and his jeans were so wide in like not a jingo way. Oh, that photo you posted that was so boote, Yeah, it was like math. He was belling to the who. Um... He's never had a good sense of proportion, I don't no, think. No, I think I mean, now he's being untucked in Bonobos, I think. Yeah. But then does have, like, some British tailoring that Charles is, because it's like, But he's Charles, not Charles in a double-breasted no, suit No, I was going to say Charles is so fab in his double-breasted. Yeah. Which he can pull off because he is very tall. Um, and I think William should get a double-breasted. And I feel like William is afraid to and is just always, like, navy suit, white shirt. Well, and then he has the chip on his shoulder about dad. Are people going to think I'm copying dad? Right. So let me wear like the pointiest. He has like realtor style. Will. Yeah. Yeah. It's navy it's, suit, Because it, it's a little shirt, bit blazer, open. over shirt, like under jumper. And yeah. And then it's like brown wingtip. Yeah. That's like so skinny. Yeah. Um, Fergie again because she is this like cool like the coolest 90s babysitter like is being just like a little bit more crazy fashion crazy fashion like fun knit sweater like a big chunky like multicolored cable knit yeah ridiculous knits tights yeah um she is playing with proportion it's interesting blazers yeah because I do feel like she's like I imagine she's maybe a bit of a more imposing woman 
But maybe I just think that she's famous and she's actually tiny in person. But yeah, I mean, I think it's that celebrity thing with her. She probably is small. Oh. Kate to me seems kind of five ten. I think Kate's tall for yeah, sure. Yeah, in like a field. And she's probably always way. wearing flats to like not make yeah, Will, Will look short because that's her solemn duty, and she does it begrudgingly. As she, she like puts her bony body into all these long sleeve dresses from British <laughs> makers. I mean, just the sense of duty and obligation and everything she does. It's just like it's exhausting just and it's, thinking it's about it. Always so like sad in Us Weekly when they're just like dressed like Kate. Yeah. And then they list the most boring three items of clothing you've like right. ever heard of. Yeah, and you're just like, just be absolutely trapped in your boring gilded cage right. till the end of time. The queen, she wears, wears like, like her, old like, pantsuits. All her but her, I mean, her skirts, her funny, her skirt Easter suits. little thing. And oh, and Harry's like, Grand had a wicked sense of humor. Yeah, they He's were. Like, no one knew that. People love saying that they were about they, someone who's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> they were <laughs> no, always they like making a, eye contact. He was always like, when I'd whisper a joke into her ear, like, what was your hilarious yes. joke? Wicked, wicked sense of well, humor. Well, there's this part in um in this essay, Royal Bodies, which I will post on our show page. Um. But the author talks about going to some function at Buckingham Palace and, like, the queen is kind of making her way through. And people are so kind of, like, afraid to talk to her because of all the protocol that she actually could sense the queen wanted to talk to people. And people are kind of, like, backing away and, like, looking overly interested in the art on the wall so that they don't have to, like, actually accidentally talk to the queen. Which is, yeah, that's such a problem with the royals. Right. And, like, no one can handle it. It's just, like, there's too much expectation built into it. Once you're that famous... Then no one actually wants to hang out with you. Yeah. They just want to look at you. It's a bit lonely. Um, who are you in the book out of like all the royals? Right, round two. I mean, I think you are like your Fergie's daughters. <laughs> I'm Eugenie and Beatrice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ugly ducklings. But they're like crazy and wear hats and just like... I do love hats. You're wearing a baseball hat right now from one of your estates in like Frogamore. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's literally from one of my estates. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm Eugenie, and I'm like I'm like 37th in line to the throne. <laughs> yeah, it's just very 37th. <laughs> Where you're like, you are getting a check from Grandma, but like dwindled down. Yeah, <laughs> 37. No, days. there's not that much, and I am ultimately like sharing an apartment with my sister on the <laughs> estate. Just be like bickering, being like, "Oh, I hate yeah. our 1.9 million dollar <laughs> yeah. apartment. It's Sucks. not big enough." And you're like, "I can't move though because like ugh, I have to like stay here, but I want to move to Spain." <laughs> <laughs> Um, who are you in the book? You uh, did go to college, I so did. maybe you're Will. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not balding yet. Not yet. I mean, I also just, like, want to be one of Harry's, like, insane badass bodyguards, but, like, I don't have that brute strength. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I, <laughs> you know who you are. You're when he goes to Vegas, you're like the sluts that they bring back to the hotel yes. who, who take the, who photo. take the photos yes. of him naked yes. while they're playing strip billiards. billiards. And no, you I, have your and you have your like Nokia and you're just being like oops, oops. like No, when that happened I was <laughs> like, oh, that'd be me and he's like and he's like how dashy. How dashy and it's like 
obviously I obviously. be and I'm pulling out and I'm flipping out the Nokia and it's like I'm like don't no click, you're don't and you're click. immediately texting me seven blurry photos <laughs> of this hotel room just being like in and, and then just leaving like me a voice corner. note from the bathroom <laughs> and then I'm just being like go back and get a better <laughs> photo <laughs> bitch and you're like this isn't good enough okay I need something better to send nine other gay guys. <laughs> Hey, we figured it out. Um, yeah, I, I think we nailed it. I mean, I guess at this point now, let's give our rating. Actually, give our rating. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. Having read so many memoirs, I would say that we are experts on the topic. I am giving this book four point five frozen penises out of five. Frozen, frostbitten todgers. Frostbitten like, todgers. I, I think like it's incredibly like compelling writing. There's so much dirt in here that people of this kind of industry, like politics, whatever, like never reveal. Yeah, that's almost even, I'm with you, 4.5. Um, I, I cannot remember that word. Badoo. The pen. Bureaus Biro. out of bureaus. It's just like, this is... It, when they say in the history books, I mean, this is the most, I feel like, the craziest thing to happen to the monarchy ever. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. It's literally to wild. To get this kind of an insight. It's like they you. can't even talk about hormones. So the fact that we're learning about what Kate is texting Pa. Yeah. It's just. It's an insane sleigh. And the basicness of it all, but you're like, the historical with the basicness combined. Yeah. Make it. That's what makes it so crazy. Yeah. Because you're like, I could be reading Pete Buttigieg. I could be literally reading, like, Rob Lowe's book, honestly, kind of talking about how he loves making roast chicken with his wife. Right. But instead of reading Prince Harry's book and how the entire monarchy is, like, fighting (laughs) over his wife, who loves Eat, Pray, Love. (laughs) (laughs) And she's, like, really educated because she loves Eat, Pray, Love. And it's the details that he gives. And again, yeah, shout out to JR. Yeah, because it's like, I'm not coming away with this thinking that Harry is a genius, nor do I think that, like, you know, he's deserving of, like, all of the whatever, the sympathy or the hate that he gets. And I, I will say this. He is definitely milking it. Milking it? And what was it? 500 pages? 500 pages, a six-episode Netflix special, the Oprah special, the it podcast. Really is like, it what's is, next? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure there'll be an adaptation. I mean, The Crown the already exists, right. but like... Which she watches and... There will be a movie. Thank you for... Thank you for coming on this journey coming with Coming on us, this journey. All the way to England and back. Harry, best of luck in Santa Barbara. Yeah, seriously. Have us over. Um, and if you ever want any tips on podcasting... Um, if you want to come on the pod... Yeah. Or roast chicken tips. Try a little za'atar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, funk it up. That's really advanced. I don't know if they're there yet. Okay, maybe in a year. Yeah. Okay. Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prolong Projects of Adelaide College. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch of Windsor Castle, with editorial support from Leon Nafak of Frogmore, Andrew Parsons of Bankshot Park, Arlene Orevolo of Sandringham House, and Madeline Kaplan of Balmoral. Our production manager is Pasia Valin of Buckinghamshire. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst of Highgrove. Artwork by Teddy Blank at Chips Frogmore. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Tamarisk House, Anne Mahal, or Holy Rood Palace. 
And don't forget to tell your mates about us. And don't also forget to go to patreon.com for access to our VIP lounge, an exclusive bonus podcast released every Friday that is one of the easiest ways to enrich your cultural faculties. I hope you're well and have a good weekend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.